Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. We Hi, get, folks. Yes, we get this question. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Hello, Suzanne. Um, we get this question. How often would you say we get it, Suzanne? Well, a variation of this question. Oh, I don't know. Let's say weekly. Once a, um, once yeah. a week. Yeah. And, and, and it comes about a lot when we teach encouragement yes that's true that's uh, true if you know our or we post crazy, about it if you know or... our crazy cool family house you know that we talk about relationships and culture and one of the culture pillars is encouragement we want to encourage our kids we want to become a more encouraging parent less critical parent right and so we get these parents parents of kids of all ages <laughs> that say this question or some variation of right, it. Right. How do you make your kids feel special without making them feel entitled? How do you make your kids feel special without making them feel that the world revolves around them? Right. And and it's like, oh, how do I do this? I've got to be hard on my kids. Right. I've got I've to got point to, out everything they're doing wrong or they're going to think that yeah. they're, they're that and I, everything else. And we flip your thinking and say, no, encouragement unlocks hearts. It does everything. You know, it's so inviting. And we want to inspire our kids. And they're like, we need to beat them down. I mean, they want to just say it. It's almost like they just want to, you got to give me permission to beat my kid down, okay? I yeah. know it's not good, but I feel like I have to do it because we have this fear. Don't you think it's a fear? Oh, definitely. I think it's a fear. I think that they're, they're, it's a fear that, they're, that their kid's going to be selfish, that, they're, yeah. that they do fear that the world's going to revolve around them, that they're going to be full of themselves. Uh, and think better of themselves. They're going to be arrogant. They're not going to work hard. Exactly. They're not going to... Be every, catered to. Yes, and, and expect yes. everybody to do yeah. everything for them. Because we've said something nice to them. Yeah. <laughs> But so, it doesn't but, work that way in but, the world. <laughs> but I, I get it because I had the same fear, and and when we when my when I you know we had four daughters first, and I remember you know you needed I, to be a realist. They I, needed to know their mistakes. Exactly. They needed to know their how, failures. How were they going to learn <laughs> if I didn't tell them? And if and if they didn't learn, because they for sure didn't know on their own. <laughs> yes. and, and if I and if they That's didn't learn good. the first time, they needed to be told again, again and over and over. And I was really fearful that they wouldn't turn out well. You know, because we have this great fear. We have the fear is founded in great intentions. Oh yeah, that we want our kids to turn out well. So parents, we're laughing, and we about- don't want the we don't want them to feel entitled. There's nothing worse than an entitled kid. You just want to slap them. I mean, it just brings something out of you that you're like, oh my gosh, they're not a blessing. They're yeah. not fun to be around. And so there is some validity in the question of oh. where what's the difference between making my kid feel special and making my kid an entitled brat? Right, right, and so. It took me a long time to get to where I am today as a parent. So let me give you encouragement with that parent. I mean, is that you can, I feel like today that I really value encouragement. I value inspiring our kids. And it, and I was trying to think of how to explain this in a way that is, um, yeah. is um, because. It listen, takes a lot of time, but 
It's super simple. If yeah. you just adopt this statement that God dropped into Don's head, <laughs> I mean, literally, if you adopt this, then that's going to help you balance between, oh, this is how I help my kid feel special. Oh, yeah. oh no, I'm entitling my kid here. Yeah. And here's a statement. We want our kids to feel set apart, not set above. We are good stuff. Say it again. We are we bold. Want to, say it in bold print. <laughs> How do you speak in bold? <laughs> so we want our kids to be set apart, not set above. I mean, listen to this verse, First Peter two nine, and think about your child as God speaks this over your child. It says, "But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's." special possession Mm, that's good that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light your child is a chosen person he is a priest he is a royal priest he is a he is holy he is god's special possession that's what you want your child to feel Mm -hmm. now contrast that with philippians 2 3 and 4 where it says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Nothing. You, 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 rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. When you contrast that scripture, we want our children to feel like they are so loved by God that they are his special possession. <clears throat> That's set apart. Yeah that you have been chosen, you are, God loves you, and he has made a way for you. You have purpose and value and, and all the things in Well, life. even going back to the, a royal priesthood and a holy nation, that right there could even sound like a little bit on top of or arrogant, but a royal priesthood, that's set apart to do the things of God. That's what that means. Right. And a holy nation, that's purity. You're a part of a, you're a part of God's kingdom that is pure. And so, oh my goodness, it literally plucks us, plucks our kids up out of this world and puts them in a whole different thought process, way of thinking, the way of seeing things, the way of doing things. And God does not want you to feel, God does not want you parents, because this may start with you and how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. and, and things like this. But God has, he doesn't treat you as an orphan. Right. He treats you as a child, as an adopted child of the King, Romans mm-hmm. tells us. So, and that's set apart. Right. That, so set above is different. Set apart, we, and set above, we violate what's happening in Philippians 2, where we think we're better than others. We think that people should cater to us. God says, as a royal priest, as a king, mm-hmm. as you're operating with, with the hand of the king, that you are to be the example of being a servant that you are to value others above yourselves. So set apart does not mean set above. It means that we are this, we carry royalty, but we we serve humbly. Oh, that's good. And so how do we do that practically? What does that look like? How do we make our kids feel special, be set apart versus how do we, what does it look like to entitle? So we're going to basically just talk about those two things. The things that parents do, to make their kids feel set apart versus help versus things that parents do. And sometimes parents do this. Yeah. They literally train their kids to feel like they are above others. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and so we're going to talk about, so may we may step on little toes. At the, <laughs> that's at the, okay. You can at, handle it. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. But, but let's talk, first talk about the positive, you know. 
Well, so I just want to say that God's special possession back in First Peter yeah. now connects with Matthew three seventeen, mm-hmm. where God is talking to His own Son when His own Son walked on this earth, and we talk about this all the time in our crazy and all of our ministry. This is just one of our our pillar our verses that we use all the time. God's saying about His Son, and we encourage you to say about this to your children as well. A voice from heaven said, "This is my Son, whom I love. With Him I am well." pleased. That's how you set apart by making special. Yeah. That's how you do that. It's not arrogant. It's not rising up. This it's acknowledging this is my son. This is saying how you ownership. feel ownership, identity. Yeah. Who yeah. are you? Who do you belong to? You belong to me. Right. And we do that if we when we do that with our kids, you're my son. I'm so proud of you. I love you. Yeah, love and you're, you're manning. And, and you are pleased with them. You know, you accept them as they are. You, uh, even with their mistakes, you are for them. You are uh, about them. I mean, and it just speaks. In fact, we tell parents a lot, if you could do one thing for your kid, mm-hmm. in, instill that verse, that have them feel like that verse is true of how you feel about them. Which means you're saying you love them and you're pleased with them often throughout the day. You're, you're letting them see that and know that. Yeah, and you're proud of them, <laughs> that, uh, that you're proud of their, you, you find things to be proud of. It's so easy to find things you're not proud of with your kids. <laughs> and, and it goes back to your early days when you're like, you need to point those out oh, so yeah. that they would change them. Yes, exactly. But I mean, instead, focusing on finding things you are proud of. Um, I can give you so many examples of how I have changed the behavior of my kids by telling them what I'm proud of with them, mm-hmm. drawing it out rather than it's just a flip of your thinking of we're going to draw it out of them rather than beat it into them, so to speak. Yeah. And so along with that, you do this, you make your kids feel special with your words, with your actions, you know, spending time with them, grabbing them with a hug, laughing. Oh my goodness. Parents laughing. When you, when your kid says or does something funny and you laugh with them, I don't know about you, but it makes me feel special when people laugh at me. I, I just, I think that, um, you know, one of our, um, friends said, you know, they just tell their child all the time, you are a mighty man of God. You are a mighty woman of God. And they, there's certain phrases that they, um, they, they put into their kids' lives that, that, that they instill. And so, and guess what? When you keep doing that, eventually your child starts to believe it. Right. Oh, that's all hand, they know. On the other hand, we have parents a lot tell them you're, you know, your child, you're a loser. You know, you're, you're lazy. Yeah, yeah. You're, you know, you don't do anything right. Right. Exactly. They're going to believe that too. But, you know, um, Suzanne, you've, you've taught me so much about this, of just listening when they talk. That is something that helps them feel set apart. And, and it doesn't make them feel set above when you listen. It makes them feel set apart, that they're special, that, they, that's, that they're worth listening to. Exactly, that they're seen, noticed, understood, that you enjoy them. I mean, when Don and I are talking to each other, when one of us checks our phone, it automatically sends a signal of, oh, I'm not important anymore. That text that just came in is more important or that. And so our kids feel that at a much higher level than even spouses because we can reason with ourselves and yeah. we can say, I I know Don thinks I'm important and that, you know, whatever that is. But our kids are like, oh, and then you want to know what happens is that it transitions when they get their own phone as teenagers, then they think, oh, that's how I treat you. Or... That's- or like I interrupt a lot, just like I just did. I mean, I, you know, Actually, he waited a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I interrupt a lot, and and um, 
I think I know what they're saying. And so I just jump in and I interrupt. And one of the things that I just feel like is so valuable if I, if I, it's so hard, but just to sit there and listen to the whole thing, let them get it all out. Maybe even ask. You might be surprised. They might actually say something you don't know (laughs) that they were going to say. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but I mean, maybe asking more questions. Or asking their opinion, you know, on a subject. I think that's so fun to watch a little kid when you say, well, what do you think about this? you're asking me? I mean, yeah. they don't say that, but you can see it in their countenance. Like, oh, you, you, you want to know what I want to have for dinner? Yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, it's so or cute. Or even like, you know, when you're playing something, well, how do you want to play it? Or, you know, yeah. even a three-year-old, you know, we were just, we just got through our, our grandson just came over and he got this football set that Suzanne bought him, these little football players. Because he loves sports. Yes. And so I was like, you know, how do you want to set these up? And where do you want to put the goalposts? And, oh, I think we should put them over here, Pops. You know I mean? He was like, so. <laughs> Don said that's not where they go. <laughs> he didn't say but You know nothing about exactly. football. <laughs> we are running this formation and we're running it right now. So no, but you know, just involving them makes them feel set as part. You really realize where we're going here. We want them to feel like God's special possession. Well, what if they feel like they're your special mm-hmm. possession? Mm-hmm. That's gonna translate into them easily thinking, Oh yes, of course I'm God's special possession. I have always been, and it doesn't make them feel set above people, right? Because they're just every, anybody can be God's special possession, right? Well, and even part of that, a super practical way to help them not feel above, is to say thank you to them, but teach them to say thank you. Teach them, like Madeline is so good at whenever true it, it gets anything from us. Oh, thank you, yeah, yeah, for giving me this. I mean, in teaching our kids to be grateful and thankful. That's what we as parents, that's one of our roles. But your kid feels so, our kids feel so special when they get to have a part of something and their part could be as simple as saying thank you, you know? Yeah. And and even we, you know, that's where, um, man, because you are set apart, because you are uh, God's special possession, our purpose in life becomes to serve others. Mm-hmm. Our purpose in life becomes to um, work hard mm-hmm. at what we're doing. Our purpose in life becomes because we're grateful. And feel good about it. We're yeah. grateful for all that God has for us. You know, like uh, one of the things is, man. Do you know us? You can even say, like, I would say it like this. Do you know how special your mom is? Do you know how God gave you such a special mom? Can you believe? You know. How grateful are you for that? Well, guess what? You know, some people don't have moms like you do that are serving and loving you. Well, what what are you going to do to help those people? You know, like even with our teenagers, uh, they invest in a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and and one of the things that, that we've instilled in them is, you're set apart. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're grateful. You, you're, God's given you a great family and God's given you all the benefits of the kingdom of God. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And that, and it doesn't, and, yeah, and now it doesn't make them feel like they are above each uh, someone. It makes them feel like they should serve and love them, and that they are grateful for what they've been given. Yeah, that they have something to offer that's been that's valuable because they have been given value. So I hope we're getting some uh, good, great ideas for you to feel like that your child feels set apart. It's it, set apart is a is a grateful attitude. 
it, yeah. it is one that says, uh, wow, I've been chosen, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I, and it, it doesn't mean they didn't do anything to help. Well, it does mean they did. We didn't do anything for our salvation. They didn't do anything to be born into your family. Right. They, but, but then you start to reward Hey, wow, you're doing these things so well and, and you're acting out of who you are. And we love to see this in you. And your kid starts to go, wow, yes, I am. I am special. Right. I am set apart. I am, I am, uh, you know, we, it's even okay to say, Hey, you have God's favor. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah, are you favored. Favor. You walk in yeah. his favor. And do you see what that, it doesn't breed arrogance it breeds confidence. Mm-hmm. I can walk out of who we are. I have a powerful God with me. I, I am loved. I am cherished. I am a special possession. And I walk with confidence because of who I am and because of who God is and who my parents are and yeah. who my family is and all those things. I hope we're trying to, you know, instill in you this attitude Let's contrast it. Are you ready to go? I was about to say, yeah, let's, (laughs) you've got it, right? You understand how special is. Now let's talk about entitled. What does it mean to be entitled and that the world revolves around them? How does a parent create an entitled kid? Yeah, a kid that that looks down on others. Yeah, Yeah. so how does a a kid who does feel like they're set above each other? Well, one of the things you might do is just buy them whatever they want (laughs) and and make sure that they always let, they, they always get their way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they that they win at every game. Was it your grandmother never let you win, or yeah. she always let you win? Which no, she one always was it? let me win. She always let you win. Yeah. And so, but his, you know, his brother and his mother came in and showed him that that is not real life. You yeah. you win, you yeah. know. And yeah. so, yeah, that's one of the things for sure. Is you know, um, you, also you want to try to if you're going to create an entitled kid, make sure that you compliment them thing compliment them in a manipulative way mm-hmm. that only when it's you know what you want what benefits you um you know it, it's it's going to be a what go ahead no go ahead no i was going to say yeah i mean along with that you know for example um you oh my goodness you kicked that soccer ball so much better than all your other friends you did such a good job with that did you see how the coach was so proud of you and he was disappointed with all the other players or that's how you create an entitled kid is when you when you compliment them at the cost of somebody else or at the benefit of somebody else but not in a positive way comparison way comparison or, you know, um, you can even do that, you know, uh, in the other side of you're not good enough because you are um, per- not performing at the level of your peers, which makes them feel like it's all life is about a competition. And and so either they're going to feel like they're not good enough or that they're better than because exactly. life is about competition. Because nobody wins in a comparison. There's, there, there's a winner and a loser. And so if you can remove comparison, comparison's not what builds special. Comparison is not what's set apart. Comparison feeds entitlement. And so keep that in mind as you're saying different things or as you're, even as your child is saying different things, use that as a red flag. Oh, oh, there might be some entitlement there. So what do you do with that is, you know, for example, it might be, hey, 
you're hitting the ball better than you ever have. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. instead of saying, mm -hmm. wow, if you hit the ball harder, you're going to move up to number two in the lineup. You're going to beat old Billy, you know, <laughs> and you're going to get it, send him down to the eighth spot. You know, uh, that's just, you know, instead, what do you say? What are you going to do to be your best? Yes. Um, yeah, that's good. You know, and, and another way. So we're talking about ways right now to create entitled kids. Ways yeah. to, how to create an entitled kid. Just, you know, stop what you're doing to cater to their every whim. Let them interrupt you whenever they want. Oh, right? it drives me crazy when I see kids doing this with moms. It's like I, I somewhere along the way, the mom bought into the lie that the child has full access mom, to them 24-7. Exactly. And the mom can't do anything. She can't have a conversation. She can't. And I just want to take the little kid and say, stop it. And I want to take the mom and I want to say, stop, stop it. it. <laughs> you know, do not let your child bully you that way. That's what an mom, entitled mom, kid is mom, a bully. Mom. And they start by bullying mom. And yep. so you don't allow that. You, yep. you you get on that child's eye level and you say, I am busy right now. I am in the middle of a conversation. You are being rude. Stop saying mom. If you say mom again, then, and then you fill in whatever the consequences you right. want to be, whether it is you leave the room or you put them in a time, I mean, whatever that is, but you don't allow it. Don't allow them. Don't, uh, don't cater to their every whim. Or put their activities, their lives, their desires, their plans before your own. We have yeah. seen so many marriages crumble or falter at least because the mother has elevated the children above the spouse. Well, and, and that's really hard with all the activities we're in today. We get that. And we had our kids in lots of activities and we had seven kids. I mean, we were going all the time. But the way you do that is, is you also make your marriage special. And you, you create also, an activity for yeah. your marriage. You go on a date. You... Or, and you also make your own life special. So you, you also do things as a husband. Maybe you, you get out and do that fishing trip or you do things and That's you're good. like, hey, or the, you know, whatever the mom is interested in, you're going to go do those things or whatever. You're going to get a, a day away or whatever. Or, and we always did like on our anniversary, we would put our kids with babysitters and we would go off for a day or two. Um, or I would go on like a creative memories. It was like scrapbooking retreat. And yeah. Dawn would have the kids for the weekend and I would get away and, and I would miss some of their activities. They were always playing yeah. sports. And so I'd miss a game or two and they'd be like, mom, you're going to miss a game. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. See ya. Yeah. Well, and you know, like mom, you know, it might be like uh, just going out on a date night, uh, making sure or, um, you know, um, that you don't get up um, and, and you start your day with God so that, you know, you're, you're, uh, you, that's something that you do regularly. You don't just start out with the day's activity, you know, things right. like that, just yeah. making time. And, and um, so another way, what, what comes to mind too is, is that as you're talking about putting lives, activities and desires before your own life, also just the way you're treating others in those activities as well. Mm. I have seen so many parents create entitled kids by being a jerk to coaches, to oh, teachers, to good. authority figures, to any of the, because in. you didn't do right by my child, my yes. child, you, you know, and, and then what it does is it creates this attitude in your child of, I don't have to listen to that authority. I don't have to And do it's that. a crazy, it's a crazy thing that's happened, a crazy shift in history, because back when we were kids, the authority was always right. 
the parent never listened to the kid. It didn't matter what Sometimes the teacher the said detriment. or what the coach said. Oh, yes, definitely yeah. to the detriment. And the kid had no voice. Well, it's now flipped to the complete opposite way. Right. And the kid only has a voice and the parent doesn't listen to the authority at all. They assume the authority is wrong. And reality is it's a 50-50 deal. Right. I mean, yes, the adult possibly did mess up because they are human. And most definitely your child messed up because they're immature, foolish children. And that's what they do. And that's okay. And we're all in this together to help them. The coach, the teacher, the mom, we're all in this together. But so many times, parents, we shoot ourselves in the foot by talking bad about the other authority, creating this entitled child. Yep. And There's so, one more piece I want to talk about sure. being just about being entitled to is mamas. And this is daddies. I don't think do this as much, but mamas do that. We are just our child's servant. We do everything for them. We make their bed. We cook their meals. We clean up after them. We empty the trash in their room. That You should never do that. Don't ever empty the trash in your child's <laughs> room. That is an easy, easy task for them to do. Their t- I mean, and it's so symbolic. It's their trash. It's what they've created. It's not something you should be responsible for. And so just things like that. So I just encourage you to evaluate where it is that you're serving your child and where you can take your hands off that and create more independent, unentitled children. <laughs> I, I think, I think Suzanne, you've done a great job of, of um, teaching our kids to be independent, to take care of themselves. And, and I think that's been really helpful. I, mean, I remember when McCade was like two or three years old, to be like, why is my child climbing up the pantry? Uh, because he's getting a power. That's where the peanut butter was. <laughs> That's where the power bar was or whatever he was going to get. But he was he was a climber anyway. But he was so, because it was just. But he a, also saw the older siblings doing that. Oh, yeah. I wasn't the only one that was. But it was, but it was instilled. But my point is, it's a funny example of how it was just instilled in them is you come down and make your own breakfast or right. you, you know, you bring your laundry to us when you're ready. And, and part of it for us was we had seven kids. I mean, we, we survival. <laughs> and so, but even then so many parents now today think that we've got to stop the adversity from our kids. We've got to do things for them. We've got to help them make sure they get that 97 on that homework um, let them fail a little bit. Say, let them fail. Let, exactly. Let, let them work. Put them to work. Um, let them do things because. So we're going to come back to that in a minute, just a second. But but let's. What are some signs that you? Yeah, I was see about to say. That, so you might be in a. You might be a little bit confused right now. You're like, okay. So you've told me how to have my kid be special. You've told me what I'm doing to make my kid be entitled. What is my kid? Is yeah. my kid special or is my kid entitled? And so I just have a few little pointers that might be a red flag to you if your child takes more than they give. Okay, if they are not a contributing member to your family or to the classroom or to the team, if it's all about me, I want this, I want that. If they're changing the atmosphere in your home in a negative way, then then they they might be entitled. Jeff Foxworth, he says, you might be a redneck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You might have an entitled child. Yeah. And Don uh, mentioned this earlier. If there's, it's always a competition. If you're, yeah. if they're competing, oh well, Sally did made an A on her spelling test, and yeah. I only made a B. You know, and so if the, if they're if if they're always competing or comparing, then you might yeah. have it. You might have it. Yeah, you might have an entitled child if they are demanding. Yes. If they are always, I want my breakfast right now. Yeah. You know, where's my blue shorts? I like my blue shorts best. Oh. You know, I need my tennis shoes, Mom. What'd you do with my tennis shoes? I'm ready to discipline you right now. <laughs> you say that you know um you might have an entitled child if they don't think or care about others if they're more 
concerned about themselves. Um, if they're not saying please and thank you, if they're not sharing their toys, if they're not looking out for others, if they get in the car and they only talk about themselves after school and they don't say, well, Sally and I sat at lunch today and had a good, you know, you know, if they're, if it's so self-focused and self-centered, then you can go, oh, red flag, and, world's and revolving around that, them. Some of that's personality. Some people are a little bit more um, questioning or more, you know, maybe giving than others, but every child should be thinking about others and you know for, for example um you know you, you might have a um entitled child if they're a bully if they are you know if they're always have to be in charge they always have to get you know if they're in again some kids are leaders and so we want to encourage that but then if your child is always kind of bullying people around and always needing to be their way in a, in a play and have situation that toy and as soon as they get that toy they put it down because they didn't want to have the toy they just didn't want you to have the toy or the other child right. to have the toy and, and sometimes you know um entitlement and being um uh a set above comes out of insecurities and yeah. so sometimes that child may be craving attention a lot if you see a child if your child is like always needing you all the time what do you think about this mommy what do you think about this do you think look what i did look how i did this did you see how i made this look do you see how my bed was made mommy did you see how yeah that's that child is is um is there's an there there can be an entitlement there can be an insecurity there right because then their their way it manifests itself is i want you to look at me look at me look at me me. i want to be i'm I'm entitled to that look at that look at that look at that and so i mean so to an antidote to all of that to you let's say that you you've heard all this and you've come to the realization oh my gosh my child is an entitled brat or just entitled or the world revolves around them well, then and, and really all children feel entitled in some oh way. and they I mean, are so, and children just, are yeah. because they don't have that they don't have the reasoning the rationale in their brain to think about others they don't have that worldview they don't have that so and i mean in from the beginning when they are newborns they are fully completely dependent mm-hmm. and entitled everything that you every you you live your life to keep them alive i mean and so there is a, a a progression if you will of dependence that becomes independence along the way and so the how you if for someone if somehow along the way you have created some of an entitled child you've realized oh my goodness then go back up to that list of how do you help your kids feel special that's the antidote that's the that's what you focus on um especially that child that needs attention if you start giving them positive attention understanding and listening to them then they're not going to have that need for you well, to let just give you a few them. you know we, we gave you a bunch of different points go back and look at that and listen to it and write write some things down that resonate with you but man if you've got a child who's really struggling with entitlement Put them to work, mm-hmm. you know. But hey, we're gonna go out work with dad. We're gonna do some things, you know. Uh, put them in a serving situation. Well, and even with that, the the serving situation and the work situation, as they complain, because that's what entitled children will do. Right. Then you're gonna have to be on your toes to redirect that. No, you know what? We're thanking the Lord that we've got the muscles and the stamina to be able to be out yeah. here and mow the lawn. You know, I'm so grateful that I'm not, you know, in a wheelchair, and or I'm so, you know, you find the positive and you continue to point them toward the positive changing their perspective and usually which when, is you, the do, last when one. you do it with them 
before before you go there about the work and the serve do it with them but right. al- but also be prepared because they're going to exasperate you when <laughs> have you happens. lived that before oh <laughs> and i mean they're not going to have a good attitude and it takes time to change just gear up when you go out there to be a positive for it hey you know what i know this is hard but you know what it's going to be worth it. We're going to do it. I thank you for helping me, and and we're going to get this done. Or man, look at the how we're serving these people and how it's going to help them. And think the whole, about it from their perspective or whatever. You yeah, know. no, I was going to we keep we keep jumping to that perspective. Yeah. yeah, but even with that serving part right there, that's the whole goal of serving. Even you know, working and serving is to get their eyes off themselves. Mm-hmm. And remember it, that that entitled child feels above. What you're doing when you serve is you're actually putting them below. <laughs> and so then they can realize, oh, this is a this is a good place to be, where I am taking care of others, looking out for others, thinking of others, serving others. That's what that is so valuable to do. That if you don't have opportunities to serve in your life, look for your local church. Look for areas where you can serve. Go to a neighbor's house and ask if you can, you know, pull weeds for them. Just right. find an opportunity where you are looking out for someone else other than, or your child gets the opportunity to look out from someone else instead of themselves. And then the last one we keep mentioning is... Oh, just changing their perspective that, I mean, um, you know, kind of a what would Jesus do? And, and again, we realize that if you've got a child that's feeling entitled and, and going down a path and you're maybe you're changing your ways... Just remember, it's going to take them a while to change their mm-hmm. ways, too. You kind of keep dripping it into them, and over time you see. And one day you'll look up and you'll be like, who is this Wait, child? they're grateful. <laughs> yeah. Wait, they're thoughtful. Yeah. They're kind. But, yeah. it, but it may take a while. And so, you know, going back to what we said. And don't get frustrated in the mix, okay? It's, it's like, like we said, it's a progression. They start out entitled and they move to not being entitled. And so maybe your kid's a little more on the entitled side right now. That's okay. It's just a, you have a couple more steps on the journey to not being. But it will get there. And the, what you say and what you do it is is the most help that you can give. Yeah. So as we wrap up, I want to give you just, you know, second Corinthians five fifteen says, and he, and he died for all men in Jesus, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So we want to put the, I want to give you a release. We go back to first Peter two, nine, you're a chosen people. You're a Royal priesthood, a holy nation. I love the phrase God's special possession. I want to give you the freedom, parents. We want to give you this freedom to instill that in your children. You're not going to make them into um, entitled, world-involved around them kids by teaching them that they are God's special possession. That is something that teach them what Jesus, what, if God said it to Jesus, it's mm-hmm. worth saying it to your kids. This is my son whom I love and him I'm well pleased. I want to give you permission to be able to instill that into your kids because that's actually going to make your kid grateful and not to feel entitled. The insecurities that that are created and our examples of being arrogant, entitled people, not humble servants, a treasured possession of God, actually train our kids to be entitled. Mm -hmm. So let us just wrap it up today by giving you permission to, to, Teach your kid that they are God's special possession. They are set apart and they're not above people because we all are, are that choose Jesus are set apart by God. And not only permission, but I actually want to challenge you to find a scripture. Use the first Peter two, nine, a chosen people, a royal priesthood. 
Use Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Nothing out of selfish ambition. Use Matthew 3, 17. This is my son. Or use 2 Corinthians. And he died for all who live no longer for themselves. Pick a scripture, any one of those or any others, and have that be something that you and your child memorize. And so in those times when they are headed toward that entitled attitude, say, no, no, no. Remember, buddy, you're a royal priesthood. Remember, you're set apart. No, no, no. Remember, we don't do anything out of selfish vein or conceit. And so pick that and and you guys work on that together and have that be your mantra, your reset, if you will, when those entitled behaviors come about, then you are reminded because, oh my goodness, God's word is fresh and active, better than a two-edged sword. I mean, it will come in and breathe life and hope and it'll change the, the whole direction of where you're going when it comes to rearranging how your child's feeling either special or entitled. And so I just encourage you to find a, find a scripture that works for you and memorize it and then post it on our um on our crazy cool family um, facebook page or instagram page hey this is the scripture we're using this is what i'm using yeah to to make my kid feel special or help my kid not feel be so entitled so there's your answer to the question how do you make your kids feel special without making them feel entitled or the world revolves around them. So now when parents ask the question, we're going to direct them to this podcast. <laughs> we're going to say, hey, go listen to this. So you may- Set apart, not above. That's right. <laughs> you, you want to have your kids feel like they are set apart instead of feeling set above others. Um, hope this has helped. It's a great insight to instill in your kids you will benefit from it greatly as you teach your kids you are set apart you are god's special possession and we are put on this earth to value others above ourselves and look out for the other's interest so there you go Um, go be crazy parents we're glad you're here go be crazy crazy cool family.com